0: Hey, you guys. Welcome back. All right. So as I am recording this today, I'm not sure when I'm going to publish it. And the thing is, is I've already, well, by the time you get this one, then my two others will have already been published, but I've already um, recorded two podcasts that I have not yet published. What is going on with me? Anyway, I'll figure that out. Sorry, you guys. (laughs) Um, so today's Wednesday and normally on Wednesdays, I don't work. Like I just kind of work on home stuff and just kind of getting things, I don't know, just working on, on home stuff, you know, that I want to, or to ignore. And now I'm finally not ignoring it (laughs) except for today. Today, I was looking at my calendar and just realized that I had some catching up to do in regards to work and so forth. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to work on, on my job. And on coming to learn more about trauma and just some admin stuff as well. Anyway, I don't know if you remember, but um, probably a couple of months ago, I came to realize that I needed to get trauma-informed certified. And, and I'm also thinking that just later on, and I'm not sure when later on will be, it could be as early as next year. It could be in two years. Um, I think I will want to be certified as a practitioner. Um, for trauma and probably more, maybe still niching down to LDS women going through separation and divorce because, because of the emotional stuff that we carry from childhood, from adolescence to pre-married married. And then now, right? Like being human is so messy sometimes. Well, okay. Being human is, messy lots of times and confusing lots of times. And we're like scratching our heads and just wondering what in the world happened? Like, I know I was supposed to marry this person and now I'm facing a divorce. Like how does that, any of that make sense? And I I don't professor say that I know the answer for you, but I do know one thing and, um, and part of, and I just kind of want to share with you an experience to illustrate this, but, but I came to realize that in, in setting for, for being trauma-informed certified, um, I knew that I would need to hire a trauma coach because I was going to get triggered and things were going to come up. And, and I'm not even seeing that as a bad thing, but that, that I'm seeing this as, as up-leveling my growth and kind of facing some things that, I think unconsciously I have been like, like pushing down and now they're all coming up. And I also know that the more I work on myself, the more I utilize the tools for myself and see the, the change in me, then I can be an example of what is possible. I can be an example of like, about how the tool works and then to be able to utilize the tools to you, my client, to help you to get through what you need to get through. And so, um, so I had a really good coaching trauma coach session yesterday. And if you wanted to know more about who I hired, I will put her information in the show notes. I probably should get permission from her. So let me do that first. (laughs) So if it's in the show notes, it's because I got permission from her. And if it's not in the show notes, then, I either didn't get a chance to ask permission, or she said no. But I don't think she's going to say no because she is so amazing and so willing to help anyone. And and she has helped me so much to just um, to just somatically and and to to heal me and what's been coming up for me. Anyway. As I was going through a coaching session yesterday and just dropping into my body, I was just reminded of how much wisdom, how much goodness, how much light my being, and that's with the capital B, my being, my spiritual inherent divine self is so knowledgeable and wise and already knows what it needs and what it wants and what direction it wants to go. And sometimes it can be scary because it's like, it's like, we send something in our body and our brain is like, no danger, no danger, no danger. <laughs> and I'm saying that from personal experience, but the more I'm dropping down into my body, the more I am like asking my body for permission, the more I am acknowledging when my body doesn't want to move. And it, it has really good reason. It could be, um, it could most likely be a trauma response, but it could also be the wisdom in there that's saying, "Heo, it is not time, or this is not the right direction, or it is, but it has to be later, all right? It's like I'm learning to understand her voice. I'm learning to understand and to see and acknowledge her and what she needs. And I know this sounds super crazy, but it's, it's kind of a different coaching. And I realized something that, you know, and this is something that my, my coach, and I want to say her name, cause she's so amazing, but, um, but I haven't received permission. So I don't want to anyway, um, she, and this is something that she has taught me and I'm learning. And this is also something that is taught, um, and talked about in the trauma world is the top down meaning mindset, like brain to body and then bottom up body to brain and then sideways and sideways is your spiritual. Okay. It is um, for me, it's God, it's Jesus. It's my heavenly, it's my heavenly parents, you know, and how that all affects, all right. My being my presence or my lack of presence. And so I, I've come to realize that having my own back means that I acknowledge the strength that I have within myself. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to prove to you that I'm strong. I don't need to prove to you that I'm a great coach and facilitator and, and, um, a, a healing partner with Christ. I don't need to prove that. Okay. Like I know that and I don't need to prove it to myself. And sometimes I I feel like I need to. Right. And so when I feel like I have to prove it to myself that I'm going to come all, I'm going to come across as salesy and sleazy and manipulative. And definitely you don't want to be like working with me if I'm coming from that energy. Right. But just having my own back and also, um, Dr. Peter Levine talks about this too, means that you you acknowledge the strength that is already within you, but you also acknowledge the past and that you did the best you could and that there are things about your past that you had control over, that you didn't have control over, that you had knowledge of and that you are not aware of okay? But that your past is not a mistake. You are not a mistake. Your past is not broken. You are not broken. The past is what is. And to stand in the firmness of that. And to be able to take accountability and empowerment, to utilize that, to to find the strength of who you are today, right now. And that's something I've been just really like reminding myself of of, is that I have my own back. I am already strong. I don't need to prove it. And as we were talking about this and coaching on this last week, I felt like, like these layers of, of fear were just were just coming off of me and to the point where I felt actually (laughs) really vulnerable and open and raw and kind of naked. But as I was sitting with that discomfort, okay, just because it's uncomfortable does not necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's just a feeling. But as I was sitting and really embracing this level of of exposure, I felt this beacon inside me as if it's a homing beacon And it's like throbbing and calling for something. And I couldn't fully understand what that was. And my coach had to explain to me that it's calling all of your broken pieces back. It's calling all of your parts back into its truest divine alignment. It's calling it back. And the more that I work on myself, the more that I really address my trauma responses, the more I see and and face those things that are uncomfortable for me, and scary for me, the more I am unwrapping myself of the fear of the shame and the louder and the more pulsating that homing beacon is within me. And when I was sitting with that homing beacon, I can just feel that beacon was just calling from a frequency of love. It was calling from a frequency of joy and gratitude. Like it was just like all that mesh together. It was just calling all these parts back and I can tell that my body was responding to it. And it was responding to it and, and bypassing my brain, my human brain. That doesn't That doesn't mean that my human brain has no purpose. I mean, it still has a purpose and I honor that, but I'm coming to realize that it's time for me to finally acknowledge my being, my self, and to begin to listen to her. I had a really awesome experience this morning that that illustrates this. So as you said, so, so I said, as I said to you, it's one, it's a Wednesday today, and um, my goal is always to run three times a week. So a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, okay. And I woke up and I'm thinking. I don't want to go running. Like I looked at, I looked at the temperature. It was 74. To me, I consider that as hot in North Carolina. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't want to go running and I just got up and I'm like, I don't want to go running. I'm not going to go running. Next thing I know I'm walking in my closet and I'm getting changed into my running outfit. And I'm thinking, how did this happen? Like, what is going on? And I had to just like stop myself and just like really take in what happened, and what happened for me is that, okay, my brain's like, no running in the heat and running in that humidity and breathing. It is just going to be too hard and sweaty and gross and not easy, but my body, my body needed to run. My body wanted to run. And I was deeply like amazed That my body, as I am giving my body permission to speak, as I am listening and acknowledging what my body needs, my body knows when to override my brain and to do what it needs to do. And it's going to operate from the highest self within me. And my highest self needed to go running. And I just accepted it. I let my body do its thing. And that is something that's so amazing about trauma and reading Peter Levain's book is called, um, I'm going to grab it. If you want a good intro to trauma, it's called Waking the Tiger, uh, Healing Trauma. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's, I'm going to, oh, you can't see it. Darn it. Well, it's backwards. Anyway, um, it's it's by Peter Levain and it's called Waking the Tiger, Healing Trauma. And so this is a great intro book to what trauma is and how he begins to help his clients on a somatic level, on an embodiment level on seeing the body as the storage space of your trauma. But thing is your body needs help to release it. And the body actually knows how to heal the trauma. It really does. and part of that, like I think actually a big part of that that I'm coming to realize is that it wants to be listened to. It wants to speak to you. It needs you to acknowledge what is there and to ask the body those questions like, what do you need? What do you need from me today? What what is it that you need me to know? And as I have been just healing on a somatic and embodiment level, I'm just amazed at what the body knows. I'm amazed at the wisdom that the body holds within me and how true it is that my body, my spirit, my divine being is so interconnected with the divine being of God of our heavenly parents and my savior, Jesus Christ. And that there is this beautiful symbiotic relationship there that is becoming more and more tangible. The more I am diving into myself. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, that when we begin to stop fighting the brain, When we begin to stop fighting our brain, wanting to find safety. When our brain wants to just have pleasure. When our brain just wants to have ease. When our brain is wanting to give and seek validation and identity. Outside of our validation and identity with God. And and to realize that our brain has choice and gives us choice, like when we stop fighting, like when we just stop, when we stop giving it airtime on those things and we just drop into our body and just slow everything down, it's amazing the answers that come up for us and the amount of peace and comfort that we get to experience versus shame and resentment. And fear. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to be ever feeling fear. It does not mean I'm never going to feel shame or resentment. Like I'm still going to feel that because I still have a brain. God, in his wisdom, gave me this brain, but it's there to give me choice. It's there to remind me to check in with my body, to check in with the truth of what is going on. And to ask it, what does it need? What do you need? And that maybe what the brain is showing me might be signs of a trauma response. And so if that's the case, then I get to go down into my body and to ask for the wisdom. What is it? Where is it? What is it trying? What has it, what has my body, my organs have been holding on to that needs to be acknowledged, seen, heard and then released i just want you to think about what the impact it would be for you to experience that kind of that kind of revelation that kind of inspiration that would be pretty dang powerful and life changing if you are willing to take that knowledge and wisdom and to actually act on it. And then to begin to see how how you are showing up so differently. It's seriously becoming more natural. Like, I I don't always have to think intentionally about it. I just need to be intentional about my healing. I just need to be intentional, intentional about addressing my trauma responses and learning to release them. That's all I need to be intentional about. And then it just seems like life gets a little bit easier, you know? And I just wanted to share with you this one scripture that really, that also illustrates this. It's in Amos chapter 62, verses um, 27, 28, and 29. Hold on. I'm looking up. I'm trying to look for my, my notebook and I don't know where it is. Okay but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And here it is Moroni and Pahoran and they are going out to war and um, they've been able to, to take over um, cities and with the minimal amount of, of loss of their men, but they ended up getting a lot of Lamanite prisoners that they just did not know what to do with. But then these Lamanite prisoners realized that, you know what? they were sick and tired of fighting. They were sick and tired of being angry. They were sick and tired of being prisoners and probably sitting in stinky, smelly jails with other stinky, smelly human bodies because that's just what happens when a whole bunch of us are stuck in a small room of some sort, right? And I'm not just saying that um, as it pertains to Lamanites, but just human bodies. I mean, you get a bunch of sweaty bodies together and it's going to be smelly, right? And I think they just got sick and tired of that. They got sick and tired of operating from shame and resentment and anger and fear. And they just realized, you know what? We're done fighting. We just want to make a covenant, be part of the people of Ammon and start tilling the earth and going back to, to what we really want to do, which is just to be regular people. We don't want to be soldiers anymore. And so in verse 29, I think that was in verse 29. I thought this was so interesting. I just want to read this to you. Actually, I'll just read all three of those verses to you because it's so good. And then you get to tell me what it what comes up for you, right? Okay. 27, 28, and 29. Now it came to pass that many of the Lamanites that were prisoners were desirous to join the people of Ammon and become a free people. And it came to pass that as many as were desirous unto them, it was granted according to their desires. Okay, think about that. What is it that you most desire? Like what is it that if you had it, you would feel so free? Is it an emotional freedom? Is it a mental freedom? Is it a psychological freedom? Is it a physical freedom? What is it that you most desire? Okay. Therefore, all the prisoners of the Lamanites did join the people of Ammon and did begin to labor exceedingly, tilling the ground, raising all manner of grain, and flocks and herds of every kind. And thus were the Nephites relieved from a great burden, yea, insomuch that they were relieved from all of the prisoners of the Lamanites. Isn't that amazing? That it wasn't just the Lamanites that ended up being free. But how that became a ripple effect. I want you to think about what would happen if you could be free from shame. If you could find liberty and freedom from resentment, from fear. How do you think that would affect your children? How do you think that would affect your relationships, especially the racial relationships that you are struggling with right now? Now you're probably thinking, well, if the other person would change, then I would not feel shame. I would not feel resentment. I would not, f- not feel fear. And that might be true. Okay. That might be true. There might be some truth to that, but whether there's truth in it or not, we still can't change the other person, right? Like it sounds like a beautiful thought, but it also feels so hopeless and helpless because you know, deep down inside you cannot change mother. You cannot change ex spouse. You cannot change your kids, your ex in laws, what, whatever, whoever it is, you can only own you. You can only change you. You can only find your own freedom, by truly diving into what it is that your divine being, your self, most desires. And then from there, you can then manifest the truth of all things, which is what is within you. And so um, as I'm talking about this and just sharing with you a little bit of my experience of of, um, getting trauma healed. I'm just realizing that I need to talk more about my experience. I need to share with you more of what has been going on, what's been coming up for me and how I am finding so much grace. Like I am, I'm amazed that my podcast is even called leading with grace because I'm still being led with grace and I am still leading present tense with grace for my own self, my own being. And with the being of those in my life. Now that does not mean that I am perfect. Ask my kids. Seriously, I should have my kids on my podcast one of these days. I need to do that. Yeah, I think I did say I was going to do that. <laughs> but I keep coming back to that. That that is my most that's my greatest desire is to lead with grace. To lead with healing. To to love with Christ. Like something that came up for me the other day is I may not be able to love perfectly like God. Okay. That's what I mean by God, like God, like my savior, Jesus Christ, but I can love with him. Okay. I may not parent perfectly like my God, but I can parent with him. Okay. I may not be able to show grace perfectly meaning the way God shows grace, but I can show grace with God. I can lead with God. And it is this, this partnership. It's this partnership that brings about perfection. When I say perfection, and I've said this before, it is that it does not mean without, without mistakes without flaws, it is simply describing the partnership that I have with God. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful to share more of this with you. And so please take the time to review this podcast. And also please take the time to share this with others that are in need, especially LDS women going through separation and divorce, but also for those that are struggling that you feel like, you know what, there might be some trauma within me that needs to be addressed. I hope that I can be of service to you, that I can help you through my experience and to be able to instill in you a hope in Christ, that Christ above all else has healing in his wings for you, my friend, whatever whatever it looks like. All right. I love you so much. I'll talk to you again.